0: Probably around 10 years or so ago, I was introduced to a person named G.K. Chesterton. My introduction came through a book that a layperson at the church where I served in New Jersey gave me. It was a book that he had found very formational in his own theological thinking. It's called Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton. Now, I really liked this particular person and always enjoyed theological conversations with him, so I was delighted to receive a book that was so important to his own spiritual formation. It's one of the benefits, I think, of my work, because I get to receive a lot of books from people that are important to their spiritual journey. I probably have at least one whole shelf full of books that have been given to me by people who have been moved by that particular text. Unfortunately, I don't get to read them all, and, unfortunately, G.K. Chesterton's book is one I haven't yet cracked. The title of it, Orthodoxy, indicates to me it's going to be a thick read. (laughs) So I haven't yet found the time. But the mere introduction to him piqued my ears when I've heard his name come up here and there over this last decade. Most notably, in one particular statement, a sentence, the Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. G.K. Chesterton, he lived at the turn of the 19th century, from the late 1800s to the early 1900s. He interfaced with all kinds of people in his life, just through conversation and through writing. He wrote 4,000 essays over his 30-year career. And as one website points out, if you get an understanding of that size of his writings, that's writing an essay every day for 11 years. And not just an essay, but a good one. Try it, the person on the website said. And then you might be moved to see the magnitude of this person's thinking and writing. Not only did he write essays, but he participated in several publications and he wrote a few books, Orthodoxy being one of them. But another book that he wrote, The Everlasting Man, is the book that C.S. Lewis credits with moving him from being an atheist to a Christian. Now that's a name that you know. C.S. Lewis credits this particular book, The Everlasting Man, of moving him from being an atheist to a Christian. Mahatma Gandhi credits an article that he read by G.K. Chesterton as being the little article that moved the lever that helped him lead India into independence. That's a pretty powerful individual. And yet we have no awareness of him, generally speaking. But I do think his one little sentence is worth our taking with us here this morning and chewing on, not only today, but for the days and days that come Perhaps as you will experience, as I've experienced, even over these last ten years. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. That's a profound sentence. I agree with him, especially on that first line. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. Agreed. When people have tried the Christian ideal, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, when they have tried, they have found that it has moved the lever into a freer and more glorious life. Not only for them, but for the people around them. That has been found true. When we try, somehow God completes the picture because we are incapable of completing in ourselves. The author of the letter of Hebrews reminds us of that today. What we read in this litany of people who have lived by faith, we pick up in the middle of the litany. And the author goes on to say, I don't even have time. I don't even have time in Barak and Sam prophets. There isn't even enough time to recount the people who have lived by faith that God has worked through to bring salvation to God's people. The writing of the letter of Hebrews, an audience in Rome sometime <laughs> for the faith. And following Jesus was a new way of life. It was unfamiliar, and so in the recounting of those who followed the living God, we remembered, and the author reminds people, of those who followed God throughout what we consider the Old Testament. Look at these people following the living God, what God has done through their lives of faith. Look at them. Be encouraged by what you see. Because when the ideal has been tried, it has brought into a new reality, brought a new reality into being. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. True. When it has been tried, it has not been found wanting. It takes all of the creation into a new The author of Hebrews wants us to remember it. And G.K. Chesterton says clearly, the Christian ideal has been found difficult and left untried. This, too, is true. The Christian ideal of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself, it sounds easy enough. It's painted on the wall. It's hard. It is difficult. And it's right when it gets most difficult that it becomes most powerful the letter to the Hebrews that we read today. And Jesus himself, as he prepares and sets his face for Jerusalem, says, it's going to get hard. It's going to get really hard. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. Persevere with me. God is bringing about a new creation. Try. We know about the hard things. We know in our own personal lives where we get to the edge of something really being able to change and we see the magnitude of it standing out there kind of on the edge and we say, oh my gosh, look at the space here. Look how far, how far we could fall. Look at all the unknown we, to our very certain questions. This is right when God says, exactly, come. Trust me. Believe in me. I believe in you. Trust me. I'm trusting you. Have faith in me. I have faith in you. And see what new creation will be brought about. It is difficult, but don't let the difficulty keep you from trying. We know this in our lives in very deep ways. We also know it in very um, simple ways, even in the Nutmeg Festival. That festival is a ton of work. We know it's a ton of work. Every year we say, oh my gosh, this is so much work. It's really hard. We look for people to help and they say, yeah, maybe I can. I think I can. Maybe I can. I'm not sure I can, but I'll let you know if I can. And we get weird effort. Yesterday it was hotter than blue blazes, to quote a southern saying. And we were sweltering under the heat and we wondered if anyone would come. They did. But we had a lot of good legitimate reasons to have abandoned the effort. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. This is the challenge of our faith. God gives us all of these little things, if you will, I put them in quotes. Things like the Nutmeg Festival, other little places in our lives so we can develop some muscles in this stuff. So we can get some practice about facing our fears, about coming in touch with our own vulnerability and the level of risk, about making peace with the fact that we don't know all the answers, and yet we have to live into the questions. It's hard. And God gives us chance after chance to practice that so that we get better at it, (coughs) so that our faith muscles become stronger, and we're able to step into the reality, the new reality that God wants to make through our trust and love of him. So the Hebrew's author encourages us. Therefore, he says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, not only the ones that are listed here, but for 2,000 years, G.K. Chesterton, C.S. Lewis, even Mahatma Gandhi, who was not a Christian, but who shared these same ideals, We see person after person who, through their simple human efforts, and human efforts they were, realized through their faith something bigger than themselves. And it changed things, brought about the salvation of people. Therefore, the Hebrews author says, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely to us. What is that sin? That clings so closely to us? Is it our feeling of inadequacy? Of our awareness that we don't know exactly what to do? Do we tell ourselves, I can't move forward unless I'm 100% sure? Is that the sin that clings so closely to us? Is it our fear that paralyzes us? Let us lay it down. It's a burden. Lay it down and run. Run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross. For the sake of the joy that was set before him, not because of some personal achievement he'd be able to proclaim, but because what he knew that love would do in the world through his hanging on the cross, that lives would be changed because of his sacrifice. We must remember that the Christian journey is not about us and me. It's about God. And God enlists us in the saving work that God is doing in the world. So let us run with perseverance. Disregard the shame that we see around us so that we might be in the presence of God just as Jesus is. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. Let's try. Amen.